0: Good, Jess, how are you? Very good. Hey, Joel, um, Joe Biden's doing quite well in the polls and he's he's not having to work very hard for it at the moment. He really isn't. Uh, He's actually had very little to do so far. Uh, He received endorsement from Hillary Clinton earlier in the week, although that headline was pretty much buried among all the other coronavirus news that's going on at the moment. So uh, his strategy, whatever it seems to be, is working. Uh, It might very well be that uh, his team is saying, let uh, Donald Trump essentially fall on his sword or, you know, just play up to the criticism that uh, is being leveled at the federal government. Uh, But we haven't had any policy announcements from Joe Biden where there's obviously no debates going on right now. uh, And seldom do you hear from him outside of his uh, podcasts on uh, on occasion. So it's quite interesting here because he's opened up, uh, depending on the polls that you look at, anywhere from about a seven to a ten point lead over Donald Trump in some parts of the country. So uh, given that he hasn't had the airtime that other Democratic candidates in the past have had... Uh, This is proving to be quite an advantage for Joe Biden, whether or not he was predicting this.
1: What did the Democrats do strategically with the sexual assault allegation from 19? Well, that goes back to 1993, because if they if they just brush it aside, then they look out of step with the Me Too movement. um, Or they could then contrast it with this being one allegation versus literally dozens against Trump, which also doesn't necessarily play well out of respect to the complainant. What do they do?
0: Yeah, it's a tough situation for the party. I think Joe Biden has uh, tried to address this in uh, a couple of television interviews. The main issue that the Republicans see here is one of hypocrisy within uh, both the Democratic Party and mainstream media for the most part here because if you cast your mind back to Brett Kavanaugh, the uh, Supreme Court justice, and and the uh, controversy that he had through uh, all his... uh, uh, dealings with uh, Senate committees and so forth during his nomination and the, uh, the, the accuser of sexual assaults uh, against him. They're saying that uh, he, in comparison, got very unfair treatment and Joe Biden's allegations have seemingly been uh, swept to one side. I think there was one report I saw that uh, said that it had taken roughly 20 days for any of the large-scale news outlets to really give any attention to the story. So the Democrats might find themselves in a precarious position. For for now, the party doesn't seem to be reacting too heavily to it, and Joe Biden has denied all allegations against Tara Reid. What will be interesting, though, is when eventually Donald Trump and Joe Biden go head-to-head in a presidential debate. Uh, Because no doubt that will be brought up by the Republican side. How the Democrats respond at this stage, though, remains to be seen. Although, interestingly enough, Donald Trump seemed to almost sympathise with Joe Biden, which is not necessarily the sort of support that Biden wants. Um, Now, of course, the president himself hasn't been laying low at all. Um, There's been a bit of controversy with some protesters, isn't there? Yeah, this has been an issue that has had a lot of Americans scratching their heads over the past few weeks. Uh, by now, I'm sure your listeners would have seen the images of protesters around the country coming out, demanding ends to uh, the lockdown laws and so forth that each state has been implementing. Uh, what was most peculiar, though, was the president uh, seemingly encouraging them in some way, uh, criticising them in one on one hand, but then saying that they have every right to do what they're doing Uh, because of the American Constitution and so forth, that hasn't gone down too well with uh, some of the states who are throwing their hands up and saying, you know, one minute the federal government is rolling out guidelines on how we should be adhering to lockdown policy and how we should look to reopen the country. And on the other hand, they're getting encouragement from the White House to allow protesters who are seemingly ignoring social distancing guidelines to, to go about these protests. Uh, Even uh, as of a couple of days ago in California, we we saw some what I would call very disturbing protests where uh, crowds in their hundreds were gathering on the beachfront uh, demanding that these lockdown laws be lifted. But the fact of the matter is that the the United States is not in a position to be able to roll back anything so extensively. So it's making it very difficult, I think, for the states to kind of manage this issue and getting mixed messages from the White House at the same time. Yeah, Well, of course, the statistics um, in America just look her- con- continuously horrendous, don't they? they? They are. As of today, we're looking at 65,000 plus deaths in the United States alone, which is just staggering when you think about it. Here in New York, there were 300 people who lost their lives in New York State overnight? Which is that that death toll is higher than most nations at the moment, and yet the sad reality is that 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 is an encouraging sign for New York because it is way down on where those numbers were a week or two ago. So at least for for New York State and others that are following suit, you know, they're, they're, we're on the downside of this curve, but the numbers are still, uh, in the words of uh, in, in the words of Governor Cuomo still just unbelievably high and sickeningly high. We're still looking at 900 to 1,000 people turning up to hospitals with new coronavirus infections every single day in this state alone. And uh, across the US, those those figures just aren't subsiding as quickly as some would hope. So it is truly disturbing to to see uh, the level of infection throughout the country. But the good news in all of this is that the measures that have been implemented They are working, even if it is taking longer uh, for those numbers to come down.
1: Joel, uh, we've asked you before, but give us an update of what it is like when you do step outside of your apartment in Manhattan and walk around New York under lockdown.
0: It's quite dystopian still, and this is now going on seven or eight weeks uh, in lockdown here you line up at the supermarket, socially distance, anywhere from uh, you know a couple of dozen people maximum at a time in there. The city is is dead. You you hear the sirens kind of drowning out any other sound in the city, and that and that is it. And it is quite depressing at times. We've got to be honest with you. Today though, I've got to say, was the first bit of sunshine that the city has had in a fair few days. We're kind of getting into the warmer weather now. Uh, the mayor here in New York has opened up a lot of the streets uh, to, to stop car traffic. It's allowing people to kind of get out and walk and stay a reasonable distance from one another and start to soak up a bit of that sunshine. What we're all hoping, though, is that people don't get too cocky too early, uh, and we, you know, we lose all the progress that's been made so far. But the, the spirits here are getting a little bit better, but we're still a very, very long way from New York looking anything like what it used to. All
1: right. Well, hopefully things improve. Uh, As the spring continues, Joel Larby coming to us from Manhattan. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.